Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt, your host. We're ably produced by one Brian Neal and the musical producer, of course, my son, who's making his mark out in L.A. as a music producer, Sam Brandt. That's the music you hear. It's going to be a Brandt's Rants edition on this mid-August podcast of the Business of Sports. I'm going to give you some rants. I'm going to talk about my webinar that's coming up in five days. Uh, as I record this, as you listen to this Tuesday night, it's a big night for you to hear more from Andrew Brand if you don't get enough. I'll talk about that in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor. Of course, that's DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. Now, college football is right around the corner. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, that's any you'll get $200 in free bets. You heard right. All new players, $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter which one. So head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions, daily odds, and all the boosts they're offering. It's safe, secure, reliable, your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, R-O-S-S. You receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code Ross. Get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call to 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So let's get to my offering first for this week. I'm going to be giving a webinar Tuesday night, August 17th, Tuesday night, August 17th at 8 p.m. Okay, what is it going to do? It's going to take you behind the scenes with stories, some of which I shared on this podcast now and then, but kind of giving you the real path that I took from being all the way from junior high school to where I am now. So I thought... I'd really get into my path so I can give an instruction guide to so many people that want to get into sports. Obviously, everybody's path is different. There's no magic formula to getting into sports. I wish there was. I could just put it out there and everyone can do it. But it's almost more interesting that all the ways that people get into sports. And I'll give you my way. I'll take you through my background all the way through. A lot of things that I've sort of mentioned here on the podcast, but we'll get in deep. And then I'll take us inside what being an agent, what working for a team, what those things are really like. So I thought it was a good time to offer it as everyone's going back to school and people are going back to work after the August break. Uh, Perfect timing because at all levels of school, from junior high to high school to college to graduate school, all these people are asking me questions about getting into it. And that's great. But here's a one-stop shop to get it. So Wednesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, August 17th, 8 p.m., I will provide a link, uh, if possible, in the show notes here. And obviously, you can find the link on Twitter. You can find the link in my newsletter at the Sunday 7, andrew-brandt.com. You can find the link on Instagram at andrewbrandt2. Uh, uh, many ways to get the link to join in. It's $19. I'm keeping it under $20. I want to get a mass audience. And the sign has been going great. So Tuesday night. August 17th, 8 p.m., sign up through the link here, through the link on my Twitter, through the link on my Sunday 7 newsletter, Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2, all of the above. Okay, 
Let's get to a couple of rants after now giving you my news of my webinar coming up Tuesday. I got into this a little bit with Ross Tucker on his podcast, but I think it's important to talk about this Josh Allen deal. We have one shoot a drop of the three quarterbacks that are up for contract. And again, to refresh everyone's memory about collective bargaining in, in the NBA, NFL, we have a three-year window. So this is new since 2011. It never happened before. So taking you back when I was negotiating contracts for the Packers, I could renegotiate a guy after six months, after one year, after two years, and often did when I saw that we saw that there was value in these are core players. Why not? Lock them up. And in Green Bay, where you don't want to let them get to free agency, where the options look good compared to Green Bay sometimes, you lock them up early. I did that with many players. Pick a name. Uh, Darren Sharper, Donald Driver, Mark Tauscher, Chad Clifton, Aaron Campman, Amon Green, uh, Greg Jennings. Uh, so many players that I would go to early, lock them up. And, and then it changed with the 2011 CBA, which continues to this day in its most recent form, the 2020 CBA. You cannot renegotiate a drafted player contract for three years. So they have to be in the league three years which really gives teams extraordinary value, especially for quarterbacks, where quarterbacks are playing near one, two, or three, one, two, and three, any combination of the above. They're playing for this incredibly fixed and reasonable reduced rate. So you have a player like Josh Allen, a player like Baker Mayfield, a player like Lamar Jackson, and in the past, players like Russell Wilson, players like Deshaun Watson, players like um, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. And we'll get back to them, Patrick Mahomes, of course, that are in these ridiculously low deals where they're playing starting quarterback in the NFL, which is really should be a 20 to 30 million dollar pay. Even if you're not great, the great ones make 35 to 45, but they're playing for two, three million dollars. So imagine the value these teams had. Russell Wilson, remember in Seattle, they locked up all these other players, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, uh, Bobby Wagner, because they had that window. And this has been going on. So anyway, we get to that three-year activation period this season, like right after the season of 2020, with the three players I mentioned that came out in that 2018 draft. Now, there were two other top first-round quarterbacks, Josh Allen, I'm sorry, uh, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. They're not issues, okay? No one's extending them right now. <laughs> but these three are issues. And the first two dropped. Okay, Josh Allen. So what does he get? It's a strong player deal in many ways. Uh, the most guaranteed at signing. So at signing means the moment he signs that contract, if he falls his over in the shower, if he trips, he gets $100 million. Okay, that's a great, very good to great initial guarantee. And then part of that 100 is actually in the fourth year. That's impressive because most of these deals, it's three years and we'll see. And even in the fourth year, of course, they can get rid of them and it's going to be an offset bonus, so they're not going to lose any money, and someone's going to pay him in the fourth year if somehow things fall apart with him. But that's a good contract for Josh Allen. And the 50 more in guarantees that stair-step once you convert from an injury guarantee to a full guarantee based on being on the roster in 2022, being on the roster in 2023. So basically, it's 150 secure out of whatever the number is. I don't pay attention to the big numbers. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. Say it's two hundred fifty-eight million. I think what is what I read, but it's one hundred fifty million secure, and it's a good deal. Good deal for Josh Allen. 
But here's the but. <laughs> and it's the same but I've used over and over again on the Patrick Mahomes deal with the Chiefs, which I continue to think I can't believe what the Chiefs did to this guy. I'll get back to that. It's a good deal for the Bills because of the length. The length, the length, the length. He is under contract through 2029. Let's say that again. He's under contract through 2029. In other words, through the 2028 season. Think about that. Think about how good this guy might be. And there's no hint, threat, possibility of free agency. So I'm looking at Josh Allen. I'm like, yeah, you got a lot of money, but... The only way you get player empowerment in the NFL, we have learned this, even with Aaron Rodgers, who didn't have it. The only way to get player empowerment is to at least have the threat, if not the reality, of free agency. Okay? Why is Kirk Cousins in the Business of Sports Hall of Fame? Free agency. Why is Sam Bradford the, 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 the poster boy for the Business of Sports Hall of Fame? Free agency. He leveraged it. This is what happens, okay? So I don't really think the Bills are <laughs> – I don't think they're celebrating in the hallways, but I think they're very happy with this deal because, yes, they're paying him a lot of money, but the market's only going to go up, and, and the market's going to pass him by like it's going to pass by Mahomes. There's no question in my mind the market's going to pass Josh Allen by in the next five, six, seven years when he's under contract. The market's already passed Patrick Mahomes by. You know what Patrick Mahomes making in the first three years of his contract? $63 million. There's like 30, con 30 contracts of quarterbacks making more than that in their first three years. <laughs> I don't know what the Chiefs are doing to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's going to make a lot of money later, but he's going to be under contract. He'll never have the threat of free agency. And that's why I think it's a good deal for the Bills. Now, transitioning to the other two guys who haven't gotten deals – Everyone's asking, well, why don't they get deals now? They're like, okay, just you got the Josh Allen precedent. Why isn't Baker Mayfield with the Browns and Lamar Jackson with the Ravens? Why don't they do have deals? Well, a couple of reasons. I think maybe on their side, they don't want eight-year deals. They want more like Dak Prescott, a four-year deal, hit the, hit the bite at free agency again. Maybe they want to wait and see the market go up. And I can totally understand that. On the other side, maybe the teams want to wait. Why do we have to extend a guy after three years? Why? Andrew Luck was four years. I know all these other guys. And then there's the horror stories of Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Now, again, I said they got great value in those first three years, but then they did the deals and then they want to get rid of them. And now they have disastrous cap consequences, the Rams and the Eagles, because they got rid of them through trade. So, I think the teams might be waiting. Maybe the teams want eight-year deals and the players don't. Uh, I don't know if these two deals get done. I really don't. And I can see from both the team side and the player side why they wouldn't. I can see that. Because Baker Mayfield may just say, well, I like Prescott. Are you going to give me Prescott? Or like Allen. Or maybe the team says, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we, we want to do Prescott. Maybe we'll do Allen eight years, but you can also then you get into the performance part of it. Josh Allen's played better than those two guys. And how do you account for that? And then there's the personal part. And is, is Lamar Jackson and or Baker Mayfield going to say their team's like, wait a minute, you don't feel the way the Bills do about Josh Allen towards me? And then it becomes personal. But to me, this is all about relationship with the players and agents. They're in camp. And that's where we are.
Okay. My second rant is about the in-camp part of it, mainly about Deshaun Watson, because we have a situation where he's in-camp. And I'm going to put this on the league now, because the Texans have put this on the league. Again, the Texans have not disciplined Deshaun Watson. They're just kind of throwing him out there on fourth string. He's not really practicing. He's not going to the game tonight against Green Bay or this week. Um, you know, he's in limbo. Because the Texans don't want to discipline. They're leaving it to Roger. You know, their whole thing is, well, the commissioner will handle it. Now, the commissioner hasn't handled it. What is he waiting for? Who the heck knows? But I'll say what I've said all month, months, about this situation. To me, there's no way in God's green earth, and I've said this before, no way in God's green earth that Deshaun Watson plays any time before November. And after that, I doubt it. I doubt it. Back to what I've been saying. How does this guy play? Precedent. I'm a lawyer. Precedent is everything. Ben Roethlisberger, 2010, in the back of a bath, a bar in a bathroom with a woman. Something happened. No criminal charges. Six-game suspension. Ezekiel Elliott, 2017. Something happened with a girlfriend. One woman. No criminal charges. Six-game suspension. Now, you tell me what happens with this guy. No criminal charges? Well, I think there are criminal charges on this one. I know there are 22 civil charges. Who knows how many civil charges there were for Roethlisberger or Elliott? But how does this guy play with that precedent? This is the conduct commissioner. You know, this is the commissioner who has staked his name, who we're going to think back in 100 years and look at his tenure and say, oh, yeah, that guy was all about conduct, personal conduct. So what's happened? There's no way in my mind. Forget about commissioner exemplist. I mean, that's just parking a guy. Sure, you can do that. But how does he play? How does he not get a, a six-game plus suspension? I don't get it. And I don't get what we're waiting for. Okay, speaking of being in camp, we see a pub, some players now with the CBA I mentioned. They have this drastic uh, fines and penalties for holdouts. So what we're seeing is hold-ins. I used this phrase a few years ago, which is Jalen Ramsey, who got himself out of Jaguars, to Rams. I mean, I, I guess this is what it is now, hold-ins. And careful what you wish for for the NFL in allowing players to sort of get out or get in to get out. T.J. Watt, not practicing. Dwayne Brown and Jamal Adams in Seattle, not practicing. And they're forcing the hand of the teams. It's actually good strategy on the players' part because they're forcing some angst in the front office – so they get out, not get out. So they get what they want, which is upgraded contract. It's really a good strategy. You know, when I was a front office executive, I hold out, who cares? Out of sight, out of mind. But I had some situations like this, players in and he's unhappy. And you worry about him infecting the rest of the locker room, especially older players with a position group. So you have an older cornerback, you have an older linebacker who's unhappy and he's pissed off and he's ranting against the team like, oh, you don't want that. So what do you do is you <laughs> hold in, you know, and then you force the hand of the team. It's really uh, actually, it's actually the, mo the better strategy for players than holding out, obviously with the, with the penalties. So unintended consequence of what the owners created here, they've solved the holdout issue, but they've created the hold in issue. 
And for a player like TJ Watt, who's got his own coach, his defensive coach, Butler, I think, saying, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, he should do what he's got to do. You know, that only exacerbates the problem. Okay. My final rant is from the NBA, and it's about a player named Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder found himself in the um, in a godsend of a situation a year ago. He was with Oklahoma City, one of the worst teams in the league, and he gets traded to the Lakers. So he's at the Lakers. Oh, my God. The Lakers, the biggest brand in basketball, with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, title contender right away. And they like him. And they like him. And to the point they like him so much in his free agent year, they give him a big offer, rumored to be $84 million. I don't know how many years, but $84 million. He turned it down. He turned it down. He, like I've been talking about, saw the lure of free agency. So he thought he could leverage free agency, as you usually can, you know, to get even more than that. And he turned it down. And lo and behold, he signs this week, weeks into free agency, which is like a lifetime in the NBA. It's already been a while. And he's getting $5.9 million from the Celtics one year, six million, under $6 million. So let's get this straight. He was offered $84 million sometime by the Lakers, yet he signs for six, under $6 million. Massive misread of the marketplace. But a couple things. First of all, he screwed up, obviously, he and his agent. But what about Lakers? Lakers are ready to give this guy $84 million. They were. They judged this guy worth $84 million, and no one else judged him worth six. Now, the Celtics get great value one year at six, and he'll play hard to get a big deal next year. But the Lakers, I mean, they, they don't get off scot-free here. Now, they get off, they wipe their brow, and they say one of the adages I always say about deals, which is sometimes the best deals you make are the ones you don't. But they valued him at $84 million. So, you know, there's blame all around here. The Celtics get the benefit of Dennis Schroeder, but it's sort of a lesson. You know, I would talk about the value of free agency, but you got to read the market. You got to read that market. Okay. Those are my rants. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And again, here I am going to say you got to join this webinar on Tuesday night. I'll have the link in the show notes. I'll have the link on my all my socials and my, of course, my newsletter. You sign up at Andrew-Brandt, you get the Sunday 7 newsletter. There'll be a lot more in it about this, the webinar this Sunday. Um, please join. You know, you'll see a side of me that you haven't even seen on this podcast about going through my history. Love to do it. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know my, my uh, handles. Andrew Brandt at Twitter, Andrew Brandt 2 at Instagram. Been doing a little clubhouse. It's ADB. 719 adb 719 at clubhouse apple podcast rankings and comments are always appreciated thanks to my producer brian neal my musical producer my son sam brandt and thanks to you for listening really appreciate everyone that says nice things about the podcast i think it's unique and i try to keep it that way and i'll be back next week with another edition of the business of sports with andrew Brandt.